Are you ready? I am ready. Hey, everybody's ready. John I Pat- love being ready. Hey, hey, don't step on. Oh, hey, oh, don't step on the intro. <laughs> John Peckman podcast. Connecticut Valley School of Music and Dance. Beautiful downtown Portland, Connecticut. Come over the bridge. Go to one set of lights. Start looking left. Did you find that to be true? Step it down. was very true. Yeah, it's exactly like I say it. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe. Hit the bell. Um, tell your friends, your neighbors. We are here today with Mr. Seth Adam. Hello. Yeah, man. I apologize for stepping on your it's okay. Your monologue. I forgot it's your show today. Well, <laughs> you're the you're the host. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So here's what happened. Um, so Seth is a uh, you know a singer songwriter guitar player, um, <clears throat> who's making lots of noise and has been around a while. In addition to having a podcast of his very own, yeah, the Seth Adam podcast, creative name, yeah, right, right, <laughs> which I was on yesterday, yeah, and you're on mine. That was part of our. It was a transactional. I said, "Hey, man, you want to be on my podcast?" You're like, "If you're on mine, okay, yeah, yeah." And here we are. It was, it was serendipitous because <laughs> when you when you texted me, I was like, you know, I didn't line anybody up for this week, and I'm mm-hmm. really trying to be more consistent. And I'm Perfect. like, "Well, hey, man, uh, what are you doing tomorrow?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it was like, I'm going to New Haven. Perfect. There you go. So this all worked out. Beautiful. So we talked about me yesterday. Now mm-hmm. we're going to talk about you today. Ooh. Right? So I don't know if anybody knows. From last week, we had Brian Kanopka on. And uh, he's a, a former student of mine. I guess he was young. I'm probably about nine years older than you guys or something like that. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. And you, I knew you through Brian. Yeah. And... Um, and then I was, you know, saw later at some point, like, oh, this dude is, you know, plays guitar and sings. And it was you. It was me. And I was like, oh, it's that dude. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us uh, how that all happened, how you became this thing. Oh, my God. That's this, a long story. Thing. You want me to take up the entire hour now? I, why not? What else are we? <laughs> You'll never have to ask <laughs> another question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I'm going to leave. How did you become this thing? And I'll just leave. <laughs> Um, well, well, funny, Brian and I, we were, we were the first, uh, bandmates, I guess. Yeah. Right. To the best of my knowledge. I mean, I think he was talking about how he had Jim O'Blon, uh, as his next door neighbor. And, um, I, everything kind of came into circle because Brian and I went to the same church. Okay. And that was in our elementary school years, but he went to a different elementary school than I did. Oh, but Jim Oblon's mother was my music teacher. Right. Okay. So it all. Yeah. So by the time uh, Brian and I started hanging out and, you know, it came up like, hey, I play drums and hey, I play guitar and like we should hang out and be friends and like, yeah. try to be a band and stuff. And then eventually he's like, oh, I live next door to this guy, Jim Oblon. Yeah. Yeah. Who can play anything. Yeah. That we don't play. It was. Yeah. It was. Uh, and more. It was like going to a candy store. Yeah. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah. It was an overwhelming body warming feeling walking into his basement for that first time. Yep. And I was like, Oh, your mom is my music teacher. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. Kind of like thing huh. or was at that point. Cause I don't think I'd met Jim until middle school. Wow. I, I believe something like that. And then there's his dad who was, out I never met him. Too. Never okay, met him. cool. Yeah. He was out there somewhere, but I knew he was like a jazz drummer. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Brian and I started playing together and, that was like through middle school into high school. And, we, you know, he kind of went his way. Mm-hmm. You know, he was 
big into like the jam band scene and stuff like that. You said and you started on drums somewhere. In there. I did. I, when I was a young, young kid, sure. my grandfather had one of those one speaker tape recorders. You know, it was like a speaker, the tape deck, and then the buttons on the bottom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rectangular yeah, ones. Yeah. And I would take all the garbage cans in the house, like the little waste baskets, empty them, turn them upside down, get a pair of unsharpened pencils and play, you know, doom. I of the tiger and record myself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, it was like an informal education. <clears throat> Did in, you ever in, sharpen in the rhythm. pencils? Nope. Oh, good. I had to make sure they were unsharpened. Right, right. That's important. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, so yeah, I, I, I did that. And then. The drums first. It yeah. was something about it. Yeah. yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. It's very primal. Yeah. And it aligns me even to this day. You know? Yeah, right. And I'm not like a world's greatest drummer or anything like that, oh. but. I, I need to do it. I got away from it for a very long time. I studied formally in, in middle school and in high school. Oh, cool. Uh, not, at, not at Moran? Kids. At Moran. Mr. Rosamondo. Well, I, I, that was eventually going to come up today. Oh, okay. Because All I right, never right. talk about him. Okay. But uh, Fred yeah. was, was a massive, massive influence yeah. on my life. Oh, yeah. Me too. I, mean, I, don't, think, I don't think there's anybody bigger no. that has influenced me as much as, as he has. Can you imagine that? And like in Wallingford, Connecticut. I know. <laughs> no, I know. He did the same Crazy. for me. He did, and you think how many other people? Yeah. He was like, yeah, you did. So anyway, what did he do for you? I I mean, I liked music so much when I was in middle school. I joined the chorus, uh, sure. the cadet band, sure. the marching band, the stage band. Yeah. I played bass in the stage band. I oh, played wow. drums in the concert band and marching bands, and and so just tried to it. like immerse myself because that was my thing like i liked sports but i wasn't like an athletic guy i played basketball but i wasn't very good and that was music was my thing it was it was my escape and catharsis and and uh i felt comfortable with it so and then eventually you know into high school and post high school and then you get delusions of grandeur like you're going to be playing madison square garden someday sure that's some some people do some people do some people have those yeah. Uh, delusions and then they do it <laughs> it does happen uh lots and bands not, not and, us but. and projects later and i don't know here i am in my 40s and uh solo artist singer songwriter that's a very short version yeah yeah yeah. next question no. well so when did you start writing like how do you go from or did you always write kind of always wrote oh uh, wow i, I don't know I, I really don't know what compelled me to write. When I was younger, I used to make up songs all the time, like when I was a little kid. Sure. And it just seemed like a natural thing to do. And then when I got into middle school and and I really started to put all the elements of music together, um, I was like, wait, these guys like construct. I didn't know what songwriting was. Yeah, 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 sure. But I was just like, I can do that. Like I have ideas and I just started like, putting ideas together and some of them were god awful and would drive brian's parents crazy oh really you'd be like check (laughs) this out you know but uh i'll never forget one day we had this like little riff thing we were playing and like an hour later we went out into the garage and we turned on the radio we didn't know it at the time but it was trampled under the foot trampled underfoot you know yeah and we were playing something like that an hour before of our own volition, never heard that song. And we yeah. were like, oh my God, 
we're awesome. Yeah, yeah. Led Zeppelin <laughs> read our minds 20 years ago and made this song. But, you know, those, these are these little, like, epiphanies you get as a kid, and, and you're, you're putting all these ideas together, and it's like, whoa. Yeah, wait, we could I, do I it. I could do it. Yeah. You know? They could do it. So, huh. yeah, that's part of that element. And then, I don't know, you know, by the time I got to high school, I really started understanding songwriting better. When did guitar happen? In, guitar in, just happened. In there somewhere? Yeah, uh, probably middle school. Okay. Maybe a little bit elementary. So the reason I started playing guitar, actually, was my dad came home one day, and he was talking to my mom, and I thought he said, car. And I was like, you're getting a new car? And he's like, no, I'm getting a guitar. Oh. And I was like, okay. Huh. I think I've seen those before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we brought the guitar home, and you practice. And then I just started getting an interest into it. And like he would go to work. I was a latchkey kid. Yeah, so I was sure. home for three, four hours after yep. school, whatever. Yep. So before my parents came home, I would go to my parents' room, take the guitar out from under me, under, blah, I can talk, yeah. from underneath my dad's bed, you know, fool around, see sure. what happened, make these noises, try to understand it, and yep. then put it back until finally one day I saw the guitars in the Sears catalog and I was like, Dad, I want one of these. And he's like, okay. You have money? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to go get a paper route or sure. mow some lawns or something. And yeah. just kind of like went from there. And then I studied with Pat Russo for hey, a long time. there you go. You know, who's another major, major yeah. influence on me. I work for him now. Do you really? Yeah. Wow. I'm there on Wednesdays. And I haven't seen Pat in 25 years exactly at least. Same. Probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's there. To, I'll see him. You know, he's there tomorrow. He's got very nice, very nice skin. Yeah. <laughs> I never noticed. <laughs> wow, I never even noticed that he had skin mm. at all. Yeah, but yeah, no, Pat. Yeah, no, he's uh, yeah, that's the thing around Wallingford. <clears throat> that's a door you got to get through. So it was really cool. Was like I had Fred Rosamundo. Yeah, I had Pat Russo. Jim Oblon. Jim Oblon was around. Another guy to like kind of learn from. We didn't really start hanging out, and we didn't hang out that much. But sure. we were in the bands together in middle yeah. school, and then in high school we were in in the bands too. But we didn't really hang out until like my sophomore, junior year. And then by the time, you know, we were kind of like a little bit more kinship going on. Yeah. He was gone. You know, he graduated. Oh. So, because he was yeah. a year ahead of me. Oh, I see. Okay. And then uh, every now and then I'll email him or something yeah. to say hello. But, yeah. But I had the, like all this music, and that's it all just kind of like from all different angles, you know, mm -hmm. rock and roll, folk music, uh, orchestral stuff just like yeah. and i'm like wow and it wasn't until years later i was like oh my god i am so lucky i just stepped into it yeah yeah you know? yeah yeah you got all these things going so that's kind of awesome that's the story with that yeah how did you uh start gigging like um did you gig as a band in a band first i think uh like the idea of seth adam solo artist or whatever oh no i gigs were like uh the Sheehan Variety Show. Yeah, sure. Uh, before that, different variety shows, like a, the Church Variety Show. Sure. Or, uh, Where you played Black Sabbath tunes. <laughs> parties. There was this dude, uh, his name was Tom Mikulinski, who was a guitar player, who also took guitar lessons from Pat Russo. Okay. And uh, I met him through this guy, Pete Wazalewski. I remember that name. Pete Wazalewski is in a band called Less Than Jake. Oh, okay. His father owned the funeral home. Okay. Um, but anyway, like Pete and I were, were, you know, kindred spirits. Yeah. And then 
we started hanging out too, like in middle school. And he's like, oh, I know this guy, Tom, he's a guitar player. And then eventually Tom and Pete and I were in a band, although I don't think we ever played a gig. Oh, yeah. But gigs were always like this elusive thing. Yeah, yeah. Until like later on. Okay. Freshman year in high school. Wow. The, the, the Moose Lodge Hall oh, yeah. gigs and yeah. stuff like that. Playing Enter Sandman covers. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, like that kind of stuff. With Brian Kanopka? I think he did some. We did yeah, some yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. And then... Because yeah, you know, you're saying you, you guys were all into hair metal. That was your thing. Or yeah. Metal or whatever. Yeah. Why not? For a little while. Yeah. I was in the metal Motley Crew and sure. Warrant and stuff. And then I got, through Pat Russo, I got more into like Dream Theater and mm. Queensryche, Fate's Warning, Rush, like yep. all the prog rock stuff. And Brian had kind of went into the, the yep. Grateful Dead scene. And sure. I, was, I don't know. It yep. happens. Yeah. We're still friends. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. No, Brian's awesome. Um, I man. love Brian. I love you, Brian. I ratted him out. Did you? Yeah. In, in what way? He told me. He's like, you ratted me out on the podcast. Oh, really? Telling John that I, I would get my lesson together five minutes before he Oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's always the way it is. Yeah. Um. So then you're like... I'm going to do the. So, who was your inspiration to be like a solo guitar, you know, to kind of start doing your thing? Yeah. Like, said, I'm going to be the, the one man kind of. I mean, that didn't kind of come until later on. Um, when I was younger, like my high school, post high school years, I was still really into the prog rock thing. I had a yep. prog rock band called Misconception. Okay. And I don't know, that was probably like. 93 to 99-ish okay. or something like that. And then by that point... And you're playing guitar? I was playing guitar. Wow. Are you like shredding? I was trying to. Okay. I had a drummer at one point in our band who told me that if I didn't play like Steve Vai by this time next year, that he had to quit the band. Oh, oh so that's cool. Like I used to... All right, jerk. He used to give I, me a lot of point. anxiety. <laughs> so I used to just sit in my room and... You say, and, if you're not Mike Portnoy by next year, <laughs> I'm quitting or whatever. I should have said yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah I, uh, it, it, it kind of like drove me to just practice and practice. And then uh, that, that whole thing ran its course. Uh-huh. Seattle was happening. Sure. Dave Matthews Band, grunge was happening. Yep. And I started like kind of dipping my toe into that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, one of the first things I noticed that there's a lot of solo songwriters, solo right. artists yeah, coming yeah, out yeah. of that, yeah. that thing. And um, I, shortly after that misconception ended, I, I started a thing called the Seth Adam Band. How, how, okay. how original, oh, oh. Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> good, it's a good name. But, uh, you know, I was like, I'm going to play acoustic guitar and get some good players, and we're going to wear some of our influences on our sleeves. And sure. Do that. Then that turned into a band thing, a more of a democratic thing. Uh-huh. That ran its course after a while, and then I just went out as Seth Adam in probably two thousand five, two thousand six. Gotcha. And from that point on, it's just been like kind of like a rolodex of players. Every now and then, yep. I had a solid band at one point, but two thousand thirteen ish. Well, this is a really long story. Well, that's fine. But I won't, I won't make it too complex or convoluted. 2013, I put out a record called Steel Tempered Pride. And at that point, you know how hard it is to keep a band together. Yeah. It's like uh, the Del Paxton line in uh, That Thing You Do. Have you ever yeah, seen yeah, that I haven't movie? seen it in a while. But and yeah. he, he goes, man, 
There ain't no way to keep a band together, you know. Yeah, right, says right. That's a Guy Patterson. So anyway, um, in 2013, I put out this record. The players Where'd in the you band were fleeting. What's that? Where'd you record it? Some of them, some of it at a place called Galuminum Foil in Brooklyn, which is no longer there. Okay. The rest was at uh, White House Productions, which is now uh, Sage Sound Studios in uh, Shelton. Okay. Shelton. okay. Yeah. And there was a bunch of different players on the record, which I wasn't accustomed to. Yeah. And uh, trying to like promote that record and, and, and do shows with the band was kind of like, just became a piecemeal thing. And I wasn't used to that. I was like, no, it's supposed to be like the band. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, you're, yeah. Your band of pirates, you know? Sure. And uh, that wasn't happening. So I got really sad and I drank a lot for a long time. Just kind of like wallowed around sure. here and there, trying to put different players together, which was so... It just made it worse and frustrating. And I was playing this cover gig one time. I was getting tired of, of singing. I had this delay pedal on my board, and it had a loop feature. Uh-oh. So I just, like, I need, I need my, my voice a rest. So I put the loop feature on, and I started playing uh, what I got from Sublime. Sure. And I was like, this is great. I, I can take rests, and I can kind of, like, guitar solo a little bit. And hey. And then it just kind of went from there. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to cut back on the drinking. I'm going to do some wood shedding. And then just put together. And then I got into it a little bit. So now I I have a lot of solo engagements. Yeah. uh, Utilizing the loop thing, but not too heavy into it. Yeah. Where it becomes a crutch. Yeah. And, you know, and once in a while I'll do a full band show. Like, you know, like we did at Cafe Nine a few years back. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. It's just so much easier. Yeah, right. Nothing against bands. I wish I could have a band. I know what you mean. It's really hard. I think the the bigger point of it is just like depending on people. Yeah. I, I have a hard time. I have a hard time letting go, and it's hard to depend on people. Oh wow, far out. Yeah, I have problems. Wow, <laughs> he has problems. I have anxieties. Dave. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow, we'll get to the bottom of it all. Wow. No, that's all right. I hear you. There's a lot of information there. No, that's okay. Sorry. Um. Two things before we forget, um, you because you mentioned yesterday when I was on your podcast that you had an ad an Adam Durrett story. Oh yeah, where does that fit? It doesn't have to be now, but just you know, as they say, put a pin in it. Yeah, or whatever. Um, or now, and then the other thing I forget. Oh, I remember. <clears throat> I mean, I don't, I don't really particularly engage in politics on this show or whatever. Yeah, but I remember rehearsing with you. I was going to tell this story last uh, night, but <laughs> yeah, the night yeah. when Donald Trump won. Yeah. Remember that? I remember that very well. Oh. We were, we were all on our phones, at, like yep. watching. And I remember you specifically, ah, yeah. oh. you were like, guys, something's wrong. Ooh. Something's wrong. Ooh. Something's not right here. We're like, what? Like, pff, yeah, no, yeah, it's in the bag, man. Yeah, Don't worry well. about it. You're like, no, no, no. Something's wrong. Really? I'm like, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I remember that. And we ended up at the, at so we were at the space. Yes. In Hamden, hanging out with Steve. And there was, remember, there was a dozen people in the bar. And we went across the way. Yeah. Into the outer space. Yeah. After we were done rehearsing. Yeah. And it was like, it just ended up being me, you, and Steve. Because everyone was just like. Everyone got depressed. I'm going to go home. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'll never forget that. Like driving home and just feeling like a dome coming over my world. Yeah. And it's still there. Something, Actually, oddly, 
something. It, Sadly, sorry, but I that's what I remember. I spent yeah. that night with you. Yeah, it's wow. uh, I, I it's a massive historical moment. It's and, a historical and, moment, uh, if nothing else. Leave it that way. Can cause PTSD for a lot of people. Um, yeah. Funny story apropos of that. If I if you sure if it's cool. Yeah, yeah. So I got pretty drunk that night and got into arguments with people on on social media. Oh boy. And I had to play in New York City the next day. Okay. At Cafe Sidewalk Cafe, which okay. is actually that's no longer there either. Oh wow. Um so I'm, I'm at the train station and this conductor guy this has never happened to me before. It's the sure. most bizarre story. Sure. I'm sitting at the the Sabaro at the sure. Haven train station. Yeah, getting and the getting the uh, big ZD or whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, for me, it was more like hair of the dog having a beer. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> I'm groggy oh, and I'm man. like angry and I'm like yeah, in sure. shock. Sure. Oh yeah. And uh, this guy walks up to me, the con- one of these conductors, and he's like, "What are you, you, gotta, what are you doing? You musician? Because yeah. I have my guitar. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm playing. And I just I was like, dude, leave me alone. I don't want to yeah, talk yeah, to yeah. anybody. Yeah. And he just kept on talking. I was like. Why am I being a jerk? Let me just. Yeah, sure. I mean, I wasn't mean to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I just in my head, I was like, I don't want to talk to anybody. So I was like, opened up, and I'm talking, and he's like, So what do you play? And I explained everything. He's like, Wow, that sounds really interesting. A lot of fun. He's like, Do you do you have any CDs or anything yeah, like yeah. that? And I was like, Yeah. As a matter of fact, I do. And he just bought one on the spot. Hey. And in, like just super kind. Wow. And I like on. I remember thinking on the way to New York, I was like, Wow. There is still kindness in the world from random, yeah. complete strangers. Yeah. I can't give up on this yet. Right. You know? And that still is. And I couldn't believe it that it happened after that, such a, a pivotal moment in the country's history. Like, when you think evil has taken over, yeah. it really hasn't. Right. So it gave me a, a renewed sense of optimism. Amen. You know? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you need a sign. Every once in a while. That's it, cool. Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah. And then, they, uh, of course, this would be completely, um, that would have nothing to do with anything, but imagine <laughs> he gets your CD and he's like, let's go, Brandon! You know, even though <laughs> it was no. <laughs> There's no Brandon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. All right, so that happened. Yeah. Um, How does Adam Duritz fit? Do you want to do that now? Yeah. Have to. Um, so I'm a, I, I, I was, I'm a big Counting Crows fan. Sure. Um, that's a funny story too. Yeah. I, I got into them. I hated Counting Crows. I hated the band. Wow. I was like, dream theater. There isn't enough notes in Counting Crows, you know? Sure, sure. And, uh, I remember trying to put a, like a cover duo together with this guy, Jeff. And one of the songs that he picked was Mr. Jones. Sure. And I was like, oh yeah, I know the song. It's on a million times. Yeah, yeah. I get the CD from my sister's room and I put it on. I'm like, what is the allure of this yeah, band? Yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. So I put, take the in the liner out, and I'm reading the lyrics, and I'm listening to it, and I'm like, epiphany. I'm oh, like, oh yeah. my God. Yeah, me too. This guy is writing what I feel. Yeah. And like, you know what? And the music is actually pretty good. Like, it's really well constructed. It's sparse. The band is really good. Everything is in its spot. And yeah. Which actually, <laughs> that's stirring up another story, actually. Uh-oh. But anyway, to continue along with this, I became a big Counting Crows fan over the years. Sure. Fast forward, uh, Adam Duritz is doing this thing with this blogger. His name is Ryan Spaulding. Super cool guy. Okay. He's out of Boston. They do this thing called the Outlaw Road Show. Okay. And it's at the Bowerly, 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 
Bowery. I can talk. Bowery. Bowery. Bowery Electric Club in New York. Okay. And, uh, you know, they, they basically just highlight different independent bands. Sure. It's like a little two-day festival at the club. I apply one year, get in. And I'm like, hey. no way. So I play the show. I'm sitting in the room, and Adam is in the room, oh, like, yeah. using one of those, uh, his voice was gone, so he was using, like, one of those, like, type out the words and show it Oh, up. wow. And I'm like, oh, my God, I hope everybody, including him, stays in here. Oh, wow. And by the time <clears> my <throat> set comes on, and by the time my set came on, there was five people in the room. Oh. Everybody was gone. And halfway through my set, five songs in, the staff is like, all right, you got to wrap it up. We're doing our dance party now. I'm like... Are you serious? Oh, like, man. I came, I had a hotel yeah. room and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. So naturally, I went to the back to the hotel and got hammered. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I have to go back to work tomorrow. This is awful. Like, oh, I don't, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the next year, I apply again. Ryan's like, hey, man, I'm really sorry. We're actually shortening it up this year. But Adam is doing, or Adam's apartment in New York, oh, which wow. was like, a few blocks away from the club, Adam's doing this thing uh, called the uh, what was it? <laughs> the garden sessions. Okay, so he's got like this astroturf in his in his apartment. Nice. And I'm like, wait a second, dude. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa! You're telling me I'm gonna play at Adam Dirt's house? And he's, you know, yeah. I'm like, of course. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah that sounds great. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. my head, I'm yeah. like, oh my god. Oh yeah. So, uh, so I play at the garden sessions. Do a few songs. They tape it video like super pro yeah. there's like seven cameras wow. on super cool he was like in the back of the room and every nice place I, yeah it's a nice setup you know what? it's like i'm just curious it's like an old factory building yeah and he just has this huge room with a huge kitchen and like a got, loft or something there is like so that. much tchotchke not to like talk yeah, about yeah, yeah, sure. place, well, yeah, so much tchotchke and records and just like interesting stuff yeah it's like it's almost like walking through a museum yeah and there's a bunch of people there, and I'm like, you know, this little guy from Wallingford sure. hanging out with these, like, kind of, like, bigger people from New York. Yeah. And I'm, like, trying to, like, be cool because you, you got to kind of have that, like, that sure. New York cool attitude. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it's no big deal. Yeah, I'm not in Adam Dirtz's house. Yeah. No, I'm not here. And uh, I'm like, man, let me just play good so he can hear me, hopefully, and be like, hey, I like that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that didn't happen. What? <laughs> no. So I play the songs. I had a great set, three songs. And then uh, Ryan's like, hey, do you want to go over to the Bowery later? And I was like, all right, cool. So I go to the show. I'm hanging out, watching some bands, and Adam Duritz is there. He's like this distance from me. This dude walks up with his girlfriend. He's like, hey, man, can we get a picture? And he's like, oh, you know, I'm really sorry, man. Like, if I do it for you, I have to do it for everybody. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just kind of here life. to hang out. And I was like, oh, all right. This is my chance. This is my chance. So I scurry over, and I was like, happened to you a lot? He's like, yeah, you know, no biggie. Sure. And I'm like, hi, my name's Seth. I'm like, you're such a huge influence on me, and I just wanted to tell you that. Can yeah. I buy you a beer? And he's like, no, I'm good. Thank you. And I'm like, oh, that's all I wanted to say. And that was it. That's it? And I'm like, holy crap. Wow. <laughs> and it's so weird to put people on a pedestal like that. Well, I've done it. But it, it was, that was my, uh, my equivalent. I thought you were going to say, story. hey, man, I saw you last year. You were great. No, that didn't happen. <sighs> I wish, but you know. Well, but it was pretty cool, like to yeah to be able to tell somebody how I much know. how much they mean to you. I've done that. Sometimes yeah. that's just enough. Be able to say it. 
And yeah. whether they heard it or not, whether yep. they take it to heart, whatever. I hear you. You know? Yeah, we've all done that. Yeah. Yeah. I found myself in a in a club in New York and Dave Grohl was, was there, over there. Oh my God. You know, and I just was like, I'm I don't care. I'm just gonna go yeah. over. And he was totally cool. I just I same thing. I just yeah. said, I don't wanna bug you. <laughs> I just can I briefly I just wanna tell yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You're and, awesome. Yeah, and the thing that was funny, he was with record company people, and he's like, talk to me. I don't even want to go over there. <laughs> I'm like, okay. That's I mean, beautiful. I'm trying to make conversation, like yeah. keep the conversation going as long as I could. <laughs> um, That's great. I might have already told the story. I don't want to talk about me. I don't want to make it quick, but are you a Foo Fighters fan? Do you know the whole? I am. I don't know the whole catalog, right. but, I, but I love them. So there was a period. All right. So I was there watching another band, Doyle Bramble Jr. Do you know him? Name sounds so right. familiar. Anyway. I was there to see them, and Dave Grohl's there. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, whatever. So I'm kind of talking to Dave Grohl, and I'm trying to keep the conversation going. Like, so what are you doing here? And he's like, well, I'm with record company people, and um, he's on my label. And we were going upstairs. I got, I'm got, i playing them. I just fin- we finished a new album, and I'm playing it for the suits. Yeah. And he's like, uh, come up if you want after, you know. And I'm like, R- for real? Wow. And he's like, yeah, when we leave, we're going up there, you know, that door. And just, uh, you know, just fall in. And I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, sure. Wow. Whatever. So I'm like, great. And I said, all right, I'm going to leave you alone. And he goes, when you see us move, just, you know, come with us. And I'm like, okay, great. (laughs) So the thing is over. And then I see him and his group kind of going over to the VIP. And I kind of like got in the the thing. And as soon as I got to like the door, the guy just looks at me and he goes, beat it. Oh. You know, and I was like, all right, okay. I wasn't going to go. But Dave said, because I kind of (laughs) got separated from Dave. And he's just like, no. Yeah. I'm like, all right, okay, fair enough. And then I found out later that that record got rejected. Oh, my label, gosh. And they recut it. Wow. Yeah, so I could have heard something that never, no so one ever heard. Day. But people still talk about it. They, they caught the million-dollar demo. That he made the whole album, Yeah. and the record company was like, I don't know. And then he said, let wow. me recut it. And But I could have actually heard it, but instead I got this. Beat it, kiddo. That's so amazing. And I was like, all right, that's fair enough. Whatever. Wow. So, oh so I know the feeling. But I did get to tell him. I said, I'm sorry. I just, I need to tell you. I know it doesn't matter. But I'm a drummer. You're yeah. a drummer. You're great. I yeah. love you. I love all your stuff. I think you're great. I think, you, you know. You have an inviting quality about how you carry yourself. No, I don't. Th- yes, you do. <laughs> you do. And I think that's probably part of the reason why he's like, you should come hang out. I, I think so. Yeah, I wasn't like, oh. I mean, I just figured the worst. Don't let it go to your head. What I said. <laughs> I figured the worst thing that's going to happen is we're not going to hit it off, and I'll just be like, yeah. "Fair enough. Yeah, I don't need sure. to get in anyway." Yeah, that's not what we were talking about. Makes sense. I love Adam Duritz too. I love that record. Yeah, I remember. You know, I do. You don't you think that's like one of those albums? When I first heard that, I you know heard Mr. Jones. Let me check this out. Yeah, and it was like round here. Just when that song's over, you're like. Wow. There's more songs? Yeah. You're like, that's fine. This yeah. would have been good. You know what I mean? I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, there's very few bands that I follow their entire catalog. Yeah. That is one of them. Hey, cool. There's tons of people that are like, yeah. after Mr. Jones, they're like, what? Or maybe maybe they were into him in, up until like a long December. The I, have to, I have to admit, I didn't follow him too After much. that. But I, I love them. I, cool. I, I, they're making some great music still. Oh, good. I kind of went. I went, I fell into the wormhole or whatever, and I was watching YouTube clips, and I watched them playing, like, round here on Letterman when they first came out, and it was 
they were great. Oh, dude. Because you forget. Fire. Yeah, yeah. You, well, you take it for granted, you know, you, you know, these guys. And I'm like, man, like, this band is really good. Yeah. You know, they, the drummer was, it, they were, it was great. And they weren't just playing parts. It's like, oh, they were playing the song, like, every, different, you know, and I was yeah. like, oh, these guys are for real. They're for real. They're for Apropos real. of that. Yeah. So one of my stories I was going to say before about Cannon Crows, I went to go see them on the Hard Candy Tour in Westerly, Rhode Island at a, a it's URI. Okay. Right? Yeah. URI. I think so. And uh, it was like a Tuesday night. You know, they had kind of like fallen out of, they weren't as big as they sure. used to be. Sure. So it was like the early 2000s. And it was like a Tuesday night. You know, it was their arena, which I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe held 10,000 people. Okay. But there's 3,000 people there. Wow. And I was like, wow, man, this is weird. Yeah, like, yeah. I would totally expect more people here. But uh, they came on, seven guys in the band, and mm. just like slayed it. Yeah. As if they were playing their last show. And I, I was like, wait, this is an education. There's seven guys on the band here. None of them are stepping on each other's toes. Yeah. They're all giving their, their space, their time to shine. I'm like... That's how a band plays. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. That was great. Killer. Yeah. No, I'm 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 all for it. Yeah, that's cool. Who else? Who else uh for you? Influence? Yeah, you know. Oh man. I love the Jayhawks. Wow. Yeah. No, I haven't I haven't thought about them in a while. Yeah. Uh Sunvolt. Okay. Wilco. Yeah. But I like a lot of music. I mean, I, I love Mariah Carey. Yeah, <laughs> I love, yeah. I love <laughs> Slayer. Yeah, right, you right, know, right. Like yeah, I'm, sure. I'm kind yeah, of, I we were talking Slayer. about it the other yeah. day, yeah. Uh, or yesterday, like you're kind of like, I love yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. And I, I really am. I'm, I'm all over the map because, and I think because, I go back to Fred Rosamondo, who introduced me to like orchestral pieces, yeah. the Beatles, yeah. Buddy Holly. You ever play Spike Jones pieces. for you? He used to do that uh, for us. That was may, like, may have been so long ago. Yeah, it was like a treat day. He was yeah. like, we're going to listen to Spike Jones. You ever listen to Spike Jones? It's like old comedy like from I give maybe the fifties or something, uh -huh. but it was like you know I don't know doesn't matter. But yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, he would turn us on to stuff. Yeah, um, one of my uh, one of my listen to now. I mean Led Zeppelin. Sure. How do you not? Always right. Yeah, it just. What's your favorite uh, Zeppelin album? Is it? Oh my god. I think I'm like the underdog guy. I love physical graffiti. Um, really love presence. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I think it's just such an underrated yeah, album. Yeah, I agree. I there's agree. so many little little gold mines on mm -hmm. it, you know? Yep, I agree. If you really dive deep into it. Yeah, I like Presence. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. What about you? I, You know, oddly, I, when I... I didn't grow up with Zeppelin like most people. Yeah. Uh, I came to him later. Like, mm -hmm. I was, like, in my in the middle of my 20s before I was like, let me, let me get to the bottom of this. So I went in order... And the the impact that that first album had on my world, yeah, that's still my favorite. Even though you know, I don't, okay. I don't know how, but there was just I was like, wow, yeah, I had no idea because I would hear songs on the radio, but I didn't know yeah. how it all was. And I'm like, oh wow, yeah, I love that record. I love, I like the odd, odd numbers. I like one. I like three. I love three. Yeah, I love three. I love. Uh, Houses of the Holy, and I love presents. Yeah. And then there's the other ones fit in between. But sure. Anyway, for whatever reason. But yeah. Well, uh, kind of in relation to what we were talking about last night, as far as like music goes and me and trying to make sense of it all, yeah. 
at one point in my life, I was probably at Cafe Nine, I think, and I was like watching a weird punk band or avant-garde band. Sure. And it like dawned on me, I'm like, why do people like this? Mm. There's people here. Yeah. But people like it. So that means to me, there must be something here that people can take away from it. Sure. No matter what it is. And yeah. so to this day, I just always keep that in mind. I may not like it, may not fall in love with it, yeah. but there's some quality about it, the music that people can take away. Yeah. And I try to, I try to find that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's kind of cool. I almost feel like, um, oh, it's kind of like musicians are kind of like politicians in a way. Like they speak for you mm -hmm. in, in a way that you can't speak. It's kind of like your what you would like to say is out there. And I just yeah. realized, yeah, sometimes people have different things to say than I would. And I just think, sure. yeah, this is speaking to and for somebody. Yeah. Maybe not me, but who cares? Cause yeah. probably what I would speak or say, they'd be like, Oh, who, you know, who cares? Sure. Kind of beautiful. Yeah. The way, the way it is, I think. Right. I think so. Something like that. I mean, people hated Metallica. Yeah. Right. They were garbage, but yeah, yeah. it spoke for a whole bunch of people. Right. You know? Yeah, and and uh, now look at them. Yeah, right. Yeah, I guess so. That was it. Was one of your big main bands. Metallica. I liked Metallica. Yeah. I got into them late. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I never. I didn't go down that route fully yet. It's on the list. You know, there's always a list of people I got to get to. Yeah, That's something I missed. Yeah, eventually I'll get there. But I've been Slayer top to bottom. Ah, uh, yeah. For some for whatever crazy. reason, they're so crazy good. Yeah. Yeah, Dark. I saw them with uh, Dave Lombardo mm. at, at Toads, and it was yeah, it was it was just crazy. It was crazy, as I, we know. Yeah, I just was trying to understand what he's doing, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm out. I'm already out. Like thirty seconds in, I'm like, nah, I don't know. I couldn't do this. I could <laughs> never do this. I could never. Do I that. think he couldn't do it after a while. Didn't he stop for? Yeah, a bit? I think so. He, he was, was on fire when I, when I saw him. It was it was crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. Mm -hmm. definitely a thing sure is um so how many albums have you made i have made total yeah i mean including the prog rock records oh i don't know i as seth, as seth, seth Adam, Adam, uh, yeah, yeah. i have i have four albums i just finished up my fourth album yeah. um which is the the hard copies out now sure the streaming stuff happens in october yeah i'm trying to encourage the yeah. physical thing because sure. i just I think it's much cooler. Yeah. But I mean, I get it. You know, people yeah. like the streaming thing. I, I use streaming. Um, you know, a lot of the earlier stuff, I wanted to say things that I couldn't say because of people around me. Mm -hmm. And they were typically like a lot of brokenhearted love songs. Sure. You know, uh, some small experience yeah, yeah. songs, but a lot of like brokenhearted unrequited love. You're not broken hearted kind of anymore. I'm not. And, and I'm happily married with two little kids and, yeah. and, uh, now more of a, an observer of, of the world sure. as a whole yeah, and how I fit into it. Yep. And I kind of write from that perspective. And this record is really record. The new record's called fits and starts and stops. And this one is really the one where I feel like I could actually say what I wanted to say unfiltered. Cool. And I actually, I did everything, not to like brag. Well, no, no. I did everything on the record except wow. for uh, two guitar solos. Wow. My buddy Jeff Burnham played one solo. Okay. 
my buddy Jerry Jimo played another solo, yeah. another song. I just wanted to have them on yeah, yeah, yeah. for fun. Yeah. And then I had David Keith played drums on a track. Cool. Everything else I did. You played drums on everything. Yeah. That's killer. But there's one song that's not really drums. Well, there's one song that has no drums. So. Yeah. But uh, it's fun. I mean, I really got to dive into recording even yeah. more. So you made this at your place? I did. Wow. Yeah. The first one mm-hmm. from top well, to bottom. I did an EP like that a few years ago. Uh-huh. Um, but this one has was scrutinized a little bit more. Cool. You and just I, thought- I, all those things that I learned along the way were applied to this new record. Yeah. Was it easier or harder than you thought it was going to be doing doing it all yourself, or was it just a natural by the time you got there, you're like, I got this? When you should ask that, because like halfway through, <laughs> I was like, oh man, I really created a lot of work for myself here, but I got to do it. Oh boy. And, uh, I don't want to say it's from a, pl- a place of selfishness, but it's uh, I'm a, I'm a tad bit of a control freak. I have a hard time letting Aren't we go. All? <laughs> oh, well, and I mean, and part of it too is like be, between my schedule and my kids, yep. with my wife's schedule, I play a lot, like three to five nights a week. So wow. like, I don't have extra time or money to go to studios. Really, sure, not at this point in my life. Right, I did before, but right. not anymore. So this way, kind of. Work on my own pace. Yep. I don't have to worry about other people scheduling. Yeah. Oh my god, I can get the drummer on in this night, but the right. studio is not I'll available. Just play the Let me drums myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So That's great, and I like it. You know, it's That's a lot cool. of work, but I like it. Yeah. Did you um? Did you always play drums? Like, did you have to like get your drum thing back, or are you just like I could play music songs? No, I had to get back. I. Uh, oh, wow. So I met my friend Jeff Burnham. Uh, he's another singer-songwriter guy out of Chaplin, Connecticut. He came to see me one night play uh, with another player from his old band. The band was called Tuesday Saints. And he, lo- he looked me up and was talking to me, gave me a CD, and I was like, yeah, whatever, you know. Yeah. And uh, one day I picked up the yeah, CD yeah. and I put it on. I'm like, oh, my God, this is really good. Yeah, yeah, like we're I just kind of feel like a jerk that I kind of blew him off. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, so I got in touch with him and I was like, I really like your songs. Um, are you looking for a drummer? Oh, wow. And he's like, you would come up, play with drums with us? I'm like, dude, I've toured all over the country. Like, Chaplin's an hour away. I'll come up. Yeah, yeah, drums, yeah. You know? Wow. So it, that kind of incentive by, incentivized me to kind of get back into it. Oh, wow. That's cool. And then from there, I've just been trying to slowly work, work back into it. So you're like the drummer in his band. Yeah. That's cool. And then six months before I started tracking... My record was I, I started getting myself into a really daily yeah. routine, going over all my super basic rudiments. But, yep. you know, just being able to, I'm not a, obviously not a chops player, well. but being able to just feel fluid enough and confident yeah. enough. And that was it. That's killer. And now uh, I haven't played in like three months because I had another daughter. Oh, boy. Back in May. Wow. So I'm a little off. Congratulations. But there's new space being created now. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to get back into it and aligning. Yeah. It really brings me With back the to primal. Yeah. 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 Killer. Um, That's cool. A drummer in someone else's band. Yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so pretty much play everything. I try. Yeah, why not? I'm not nearly as good as other people, but. Yeah, but so what? You make it happen. Yeah. Right? As don't long write, as people dance. Don't write so- right, right. <laughs> don't write songs that you can't play. Exactly. I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's killer. Um, do you write uh, like consistently often or 
like write for like in your mind go okay i'm making an album like i don't know how it works i've never been a prolific i'm not i'm not prolific at all but i i I constantly get ideas yeah so i just write them down i see i have an iphone full and itunes at home full of just like ideas like every once in a while i'll go back to them yeah and like oh my god i forgot about this i have to do something but they're not whole songs until i feel like i i can sit down and complete it yeah yeah like I started a song a few weeks after my first daughter was born. I just finished it. Yeah, and she just graduated high school. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. I just finished it like two months ago. Oh, it's just cool. the way it happens sometimes. You know? Yeah. I know a lot of people, they write every day. Yeah. And it's like, well, when I was in school, when I was in college, I went to college for art. Oh, wow. And the professors were like, you got to draw every day. You got to paint every day. I see. Doesn't mean you got to keep it. Doesn't mean you got to like it, but it's yeah. just, it's just to keep, it's almost like practice. Yeah. Yeah. And I can kind of see that perspective in, from songwriting. Yeah. That's not what I do. It doesn't work for but you. But I, I try to, uh, I, I just try to explore ideas and when the time is right. And sometimes I do force myself I'm like, you know, got to grease these wheels. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. been too long. Oh. So, yeah, but I, I don't. I don't have like a back catalog of songs yeah, right, that right. are just sitting around waiting. Yeah, just curious. Yeah, I don't know how people are. Yeah. Wow. Um, art. What kind of art? How art? How? I don't know anything about art. I don't know anything about art either. And oh, I, really? I went to college for <laughs> it. <laughs> no, I I worked for this guy Noel as a an apprentice. Okay. Uh, he had a magazine. And an, uh, a website, like a CD, he sold CDs on the website. I was, re- I, I got really interested in the graphic design. Okay. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go back to school for this. So hey. I went back to school for it. And uh, a whole new world of art opened up to me. Yeah. And I was really into it. When I graduated, I was like, I'm going to move to New York. I'm going to be a big time graphic designer during the day and play, you know, bass gig, drum gig, guitar gig or something wow. at night. Yeah, why not? You know, whatever. Just like totally just get out there why not and it was just too expensive and i had a dog and i was like i'm just gonna stay home (laughs) real real no no peak in value to that story (laughs) i was like "Eh." but yeah i I mean i love art there's a lot of similarities you don't regret it no because did you get student loan debt relief no, I already paid. Already paid off my loans. Hey, yeah, before that happened, I guess. And I'm not upset about it. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah. art, you know, exactly. visual art and music, you know, they have their their placements, their timing, their cadence. Yeah. Their layers. Yeah. You know, so it all made sense to me. Did you did it did it um, broaden your uh, songwriting? You feel like, or, or maybe in ways that you don't even know. Maybe. I think I think just being a songwriter helped me understand art better. I see. Wow. Yeah. The other way around. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's kind of cool. Um, do you use it? Did you design your thing? I did. Oh, hey. I do all my own graphic design. See? There, see? You do everything. Yeah. You are a control freak. <laughs> I am a control freak. I don't have to pay anybody. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> no, I, I. it's just, I like doing it. Hey, man. That's it. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Do it all. That's cool. Ani wow. DeFranco. That's who I was trying to think of the She's another DIYer, hardcore DIYer. Oh, yeah. She, yeah. Remember? She was like one of the first people yeah. that we used to hear about back then that would just was like DIY. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, um, man. Yeah. Far out. Um, yeah, we could, we could, we could cruise near the, the, cl- the, not the closing question, but the kind of closing questions. Sure. I guess just to fill in the blanks. Is there anything you want to talk about or add? Um, 
you know, before we kind of get close to the, that we did not talk about. Because all the time, you know, you'd be, oh, man, I forgot to talk about my, you know. That's going to happen regardless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I, uh, I, uh, I don't really, I don't have anything. No. I got something to say. Okay, I'm ready. I wish schools School. would stop cutting art funding and music funding and give more money to those programs. Yeah. Not necessarily the football teams. For the best. Nothing against the sports teams. Sure. Nothing against them yeah, at all. Yeah, we don't all operate the same way. So, yeah. People learn differently. I and agree. a lot of people learn through art. I agree. It's so important, and uh, we should not cut those programs. No. That's all I'm going to say. Why? You got you problems in Hamden or just anywhere? Just no, general. just in general. Yeah. You see it a lot. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I guess it's a feel that it, it's not important or... or there's only one way to learn or whatever. And I guess it kind of ties back in. I, I can't imagine someone being lucky enough these days to have a Fred Rosamondo. I know. I don't know. I if, know. I don't know if. Well, we don't know who's there. Well, actually, I do know who's there now. I mean, hopefully it, it, yeah. it does exist. Ju- you know Judd Klobowski? You know him. I, he's a musician. He's, okay. he's a cool dude. He's probably, he's probably doing it up. Okay. You know, he's a really good That's player. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I know what you mean, man. We were incredibly lucky. Yeah, Fred. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I wonder where that, I wonder if I could ever get him in this chair. I'll send him an email. Can, could you? Yeah, I ran that into him in a- freaking, That would be amazing. And I- Now, there's someone, imagine you get to say, by the way, yeah, you made a difference. And I had his wife, Josephine, in one of my uh, sculpturing oh, wow. classes in college, yeah. which was awesome. Wow. Um, but yeah- uh, I ran into Fred and Josephine at an Aldi yeah, one yeah. time. Like I haven't year, seen him in years. Like yeah. a year ago. And I was like, hey, Mr. Osmondo. And I was talking to him. And I was yeah. like, can I send you an email? And he's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, hey, that's cool. Yeah, I got to Yeah, maybe tell we'll him. hook it up, man. That would be, that would be amazing. I don't that know if he'll do it, circle. but. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Um, all right. Desert Island albums. Oh, man. Yeah. Just a few. Or whatever. August and everything after. Yeah, sure. Um, no argument here. Sergeant Peppers. Sure. Um, the 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 remix. Have you heard the remix? I have. Oh man, the drums are unbelievable. unbelievable. I'm like, how would you guys do that? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but okay. it also, kind of like takes away the. the you gotta have both. You gotta have it yeah. all. Yeah. Gotta have it all. Um. Yep. Oh man, I knew you were going to ask this too, and I totally yeah, yeah, forgot. Yeah. <sighs> uh, oh, John Coltrane's uh, uh, "Love Supreme." Mm, yeah, I or guess. I don't so. know. I don't know. I'm just guessing. I was trying to help. Um, I don't know uh, John Coltrane. So. I was thinking of. Uh, man, what was I thinking of? I don't a few, know. A fa- my favorite things. Oh, uh, which might have been like a B-side record or something. I don't, you know, that's what, what I have. I'm the wrong dude for that. I'm probably the wrong guy, but it was it was a but tre- you like tremendously influential album on yeah, me. That's cool. Um, Run DMC's "Raising Hell." Hey, yeah, that yeah. was huge. Yeah, I hear that. And oh, check your head. Yeah, yeah, check mm. your head. Yeah, Paul's boutique. Actually, ah, Paul's boutique. One, two, three. I mean, yeah. even licensed to L. Yeah. Even, but I remember Paul's boutique was like, oh, 
That was like a game changer. And record. then check your head change. Yeah. Like they changed again. Yeah. Like, what did you guys do? Yeah. So creative. Yeah. Don't you think in a way, in some kind of way, because they were as big as they were, in a certain sense, somebody you're going to go, oh, it's blasphemy. The Beastie Boys were almost like our Beatles in a way. We went where they went. Sure. They Absolutely. would, when they did something, we were like, okay, this is the way we're going to be now for a while. And then they're, do, you know, yeah. kind of followed them for a yeah. while. That's a good point. When they switched it up, you know, I always felt like. They brought uh, introduced me to things, or at least crystallized, because I was like into old dusty funk too, but I didn't think anyone else was. Yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah, hey, cool. Anyway. Yeah, it's amazing how they brought that into a, a whole new generation. Yeah, just like brilliant. Yeah, yeah, great stuff. Did you ever read um, the Beastie Boys book? Is one of the best books ever. No, but I'm it's on the great. hunt for more of that stuff. So I didn't, book. I didn't know they had one. It's a great book. I'll, I'm gonna look it up. It's great. It's endlessly entertaining. I read uh, Jeff Tweedy's book, no. uh, Bruce Springsteen's book, sure. uh, Elton John's book. Sure. Started reading the Elliot Smith book. Oh, wow. Um, and I'm, he dies at the end. Sorry, yeah. that's not funny. <laughs> oh, man. Not funny at all. So terrible. That, yeah, it's awful. What an <laughs> asshole. <Sorry. laughs> oh, John. Um, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I just, I just tore it through a whole, a whole bunch that I read. I read Art Garfunkel's book. I read um, Flea's book, and I read um, Glenn John's book. Which is Glenn John's has a book? Yeah. Ooh, I got to get that. It's kind of cool. Yeah. I was just talking about Glenn John's when I, with, uh, before. It's pretty wild. I started. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Wow. Um, Desert Island food. Ooh. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I like, uh, oh, eggplant parmesan. Oh, that's right. Absolutely. <laughs> we were just talking about that. Eggplant parmesan. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Not pizza, not sushi. Egg, yeah, right. I love eggplant. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever had it on purpose. Really? Yeah. Oh man, it's so yeah. good. That's cool. I can get into that. Yeah. Um. So, all right, consistent practicer of your instrument. Who cares? Um. When you need to be. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Like, I, I'm trying to think because we kind of talked about like these questions are to hit on things that maybe we didn't, but I think yeah. we kind of talked about that in a roundabout way. Um. Was there one or two live shows that you saw that changed your trajectory? You know, that you were like, oh, wow. Um, probably that Counting Crows show I was talking about sure. earlier. Yeah. Um, that was like, I mean, and I had seen shows before and I got like bands playing, you know, yeah. like guys played together really well. But that was when I was like, wow, they have this like orchestral quality about yeah. it. Where nobody's stepping on each other's toes and the, and the parts are, are right. The other one actually was probably Elton John. Wow! On his uh, his most recent tour, which I saw before COVID happened. Hey, and that that was just Nigel like, Olson still. Oh, love him. Un- one like, of my not a favorite. I'm not even a big Elton John it, fan, it, but I yeah. love I love Elton John. Yeah, I love Nigel Olson. And uh, like another example of a band playing together that doesn't step on each other's toes. That like, nobody's trying to be this. Not even Elton's trying to be like the star. I know. Can you imagine? Like he really gives it up to uh yeah. oh my god, why am I Davy Johnson Davy Johnson, thank you. Um and lets people play. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. He seems like a really cool dude. I like Elton And it's Johnson. nice to see older generation like, feel like he can kind of learn something from that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm into that. Yeah, that's cool. That must have been wild. Where was it? Madison Square Garden. No, is it the Nassau Coliseum out in Long Island? Ooh. Yeah. Wow. My wow. wife and I had seen the movie. 
at the end of the movie, they tell you like he's on his farewell tour. I'm like, well, I have to go. Hey, we gotta I, go. I've never seen Petty, which is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And so sad. Uh, so we went. Wow. We had a great time. Far out. Yeah. I never saw Elton John. I did see Tom Petty. Um, Wish I'd seen that. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. Wild. Um, there. What other questions? I forgot. I forgot my questions, man. I <laughs> fell off my game. Um, what are some of my other questions? Desert Island albums, Desert Island food, consistent practicer, um, mind-blowing shows. Um, I'm thinking of a number one through seven. Five. Uh, I don't even know. I didn't even have time to think of a number. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. You know, drummers. Favorite drummer. Favorite drummers? Yeah. Oh, man. We kind of talked about this yesterday. But. Favorite drummers. There's probably guys that I, I like that no one would even know about. That's fine. Uh, That's what we're here for. And definitely John Peckman. Ah, stop it. You don't have to say <laughs> John Bottom. Everybody yeah. says that. Sure. Um, Cheryl Crow's old drummer. I'm like forgetting his oh. name now. Uh, who now plays with Counting Crows. Oh. Um. And, oh my god. Oh no. I'm spacing out on his name. All right, right it's now. all right. We'll get there. Man, I I can't. I don't know if I remember. I Count, don't, Counting don't, Crows old drummer. Jim Bogios. Bogios. Oh yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Great. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, and here's one for you. I'm ready. Not famous. My old drummer Steve Toby. I don't know him. I love him. Hey, that's I cool. Love, I love his playing. David Keith. David Keith. Hey, I yeah. love David yeah, Keith. Yeah, sure. Yep. I mean, I can name one. a bunch of famous people, but. Yeah. Well, um, name name some famous people. We got. I don't want to name famous. They, they're they already famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to make <laughs> them more famous. <laughs> kind of want to yeah. keep it local. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, local. Yeah. I was lucky enough to to play with David and uh, and Steve. At yeah. Different points in my life. and That's cool. I think they're both great players. Yeah. Yeah. Um what so give And plug. Brian Kanopka. Brian Kanopka. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Definitely. He sounded great. I saw him um He does sound great. Yeah, yeah. I was like, cool. Yeah. I mean, you know how it is. It's like I as I get old, you know, I still think of people I'm sure people think of me as a kid. Like I think of oh, he's pretty good. And I'm like, dude, he's a he's a grown ass man. He's yeah, playing yeah. drums. I'm like, yeah, he's great. Sounds great. It's fine. Whatever. Oh yeah. I yeah. still call people kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never gonna change. Yeah, yeah. And be like eighty, like oh, this kid. Yeah, hey, kid. Yeah. Um, plug something that you're doing, and then we're out. Uh, you got on the, horizon? the big thing I got I'm on the, on the horizon is a a, a hometown uh, record release show sat, uh, Sunday, November thirteenth. Oh, right. Cafe Nine. Yeah. Um, oh, I heard that. Yes. Yeah. Have Shelly on your show. Yeah, Shelly Velasquez is, yeah. uh, is playing with her band. Um, her drummer. Uh, God, Rich Dart. Oh yeah, he's yeah. he's great. He's been here, yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah, he's great. Um, yeah, we're we're sharing the night. It's a Sunday afternoon, so you hey. know we're not going to be up late. Right. It's going to be uh, all doors at now. three, music at four, over at seven. Oh, that's cool. She's celebrating twenty years of her first record called "The Stupid Truth," which I love. I'm I celebrating my new album, "Fits and Starts and Stops," and uh, tickets are only going to be five bucks in advance, ten dollars at yeah. the door. I may be there. And uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? And I have Nick DeRico. I don't know if you know who he is. He's a good drummer. Yeah. I love Nick. Yeah, cool. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't asked, wouldn't have asked him. Right. You play. don't need to. <laughs> yeah, you don't need to deal with people you don't love at this point. Why, yeah. Why bother? Yeah. All right, cool. All right, I'm going to press the button. All right. Are you ready? Don't get scared. Thank you. Thank you. So, Seth Adam, 
singer, songwriter, guitar player, drummer, bass player, um, podcaster. I was on his podcast. Check it out. Seth Adams podcast. If you want to hear me talk about myself, I don't know why you would. But in case you want to, you can. And this was the John Peckman Podcast. Connected Valley School of Music and Dance. Beautiful downtown Portland, Connecticut. Come over the bridge. Go through one set of lights. Look left. Um, like and subscribe. Hit the bell. See you again next time. Uh, thank you, Seth, for coming. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right, kids. That is all. <laughs>